All right. Happy Sunday to you all. Today it is March 13th, 2022. We are gathering here with a group of people on a conference call. Make this a simulcast with this radio show. And you might be familiar with what we do over here. However, I'm going to mention that we will have communication with sources from higher realms. And Winfrey is asking questions on different topics. And Terry Brown has the capacity, the ability to connect with the higher sources and be a voice for them. And we hope that you will be interested in listening to it and we welcome you. And for those just joined in on the phone line, thank you all for being here. And if you want to, feel free to say names and locations. Hi, it's Bonnie in California. Good morning, Bonnie. Hello. Welcome. Good morning, Bonnie. Hi, guys. Anyone else? Well, I, I just wanted to say for people that are tuning in, this is what's most unusual about this call and our work <laughs> is the sources on the other side that we talk to not only have the ability to give us incredible information and wisdom about how the universe works and what's happening on our planet right now. They also have the ability to project energy into this realm and in a way that people can feel it and that it uplifts people and takes them out of their the craziness that the world's going through right now. And um, it's incredible. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please like share name and location. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Roger. Hey, Roger. Roger. Hi, Roger. Happy Sunday, everybody. And the next caller, welcome to you. Please like share you. name and location. Hi, it's Joy in Scrim, Washington. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Joy. Welcome, Joy. Hi, Joy. Hi, hi. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please see a neighbor location. Positive greetings. Hi, from Sedona. It's Raiden. Good day. Welcome, hi, Raiden. Raiden. Hi. Hi, Raiden. Huh? Hi, Terry. <laughs> hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, Terry. Hi. Welcome to the next caller. Please see your name and location. Boy, that was fun. It took me 10 minutes to get on. How are you, Oz? <laughs> you made it, Alan. Thanks for being here. Good, good. Bye, guys. <laughs> Happy daylight saving time, everybody. Right. When does that kick in? I'm not yeah. sure. There's much happy <laughs> about this daylight savings time. It's in now. <laughs> <laughs> Not now, is it? It's next tomorrow. Today. No, it's today. Today. 
How did you get on Today? at the right time? Today, set your clock ahead uh, two a.m. That was my question. How did you get here? Otherwise, you'd be an hour early. I have no idea. <laughs> you wouldn't let me in. Or a cell phone. Call 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 call. <laughs> Am I behind or I, I think it's all in my head, right? I got one o'clock here. What time is it then? It all changes automatically on your PC and on your phone. Is Lauren on? He's not. Okay, thank you. Is that Joy Joy? Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Joy Joy Joy? I am fine. Oh, great. Fine, fine, fine. And wonderful, my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so fun to say things in three. Happy things. And for those of you that just joined in online through BBS Radio, happy Sunday to you, and we appreciate your presence. You'll be taken off in just a moment. And um, I would say I started talking before. As you come into these calls, that energy that comes in from the higher realms, and you get used to that energy, it starts to shift your life because it's not just available on these calls, it's available 24-7. And most people don't make that connection. Uh, you don't have to just make it through our calls. Various spiritual groups and even some churches connect with that energy. And uh, they usually don't have the depth of wisdom about it that we bring through because we're talking directly to the sources that connect with that energy and bring it into this realm. But um, it's something you have to experiment with. And if, if you feel something on this call and you get some kind of inner peace, then it's a sign that you should keep coming. This is not a belief system. It's experiential. I want to welcome me. Mike and Mary. Hi, Mike and Mary. Where are you? Right here. <laughs> In Nebraska. <laughs> we like and to Russell hear your Russell. friendly voices. Oh. Well, Mary's and not here at the moment. She had to take a short trip to Michigan to help her granddaughter. Mm hmm Also, to welcome Robin. Thanks for being here, Robin, and for doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We talk about the spirit channel.net where we have thousands of our calls posted. And Robin is one of the people that keeps it updated. So, Robin, you're making a difference for a lot of people doing that. Yeah. Thank you. It's, the people, it's nice the people, to hear your voice. Oh, may, may I say a couple of numbers aren't right on the Spirit Channel. I, I was trying to listen to replays, and 
I couldn't get through from the numbers on the on the. If someone can oh, have well, a look at it. Thank you for mentioning it. I I love uh, um, a lot of time. I'm trying to promote you, so I put the call. Sometimes the calls are up right away on the MP3, so I try play back for people. I'm trying to get more people on mm-hmm. the call. So I'm gonna start. People mm-hmm. don't believe me, but I. I hundred percent trust you guys. I've been listening to you for a couple of years like before I started calling. So I just everything you say makes sense. So it's keep up the good work. Wayne. Well, thank you for sharing that. And it, it is really hard because it's it's so amazing. I mean, it took me a few years to say, "Shit, this is real." Okay, they really are who they say they are, and this is really happening on the calls. I one other thing I might pre- okay, I just want to mention one thing. Sorry, when an idea I came up. I, I know George Nori will have this lunch George thing. Like I listen I listen to the podcast. I'm just wondering one day like everybody on this call, people are all nice and they're of like minds. Um some kind of little thing in Sedona one time we should try to put something together. I'm not, not necessarily today or tomorrow or next month, but like long term maybe. Somehow if we can do that and meet up with you mean, you mean, you mean a live event in Sedona? Yeah, or like a little conference or we all get together. I don't know. I just an idea. I I was thinking of that. It came to me today. Yeah, we could call it Burning Man Two. Yeah. It just it just means I have to comb my hair though. Yeah. Oh, I just, it just, I think, I'm not saying like, let's just put this out there among everybody ideas if there's a form or thing. We, I mean, maybe yeah. COVID and everything is everybody's been stranded and strapped down, but I'm saying one day, maybe, maybe I don't know, wintertime. Well, I, 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 you know, when I first came to Sedona, I was doing live events here. Okay. Okay. And, um, and sometimes I would pack a room, but I wasn't as wise as I am now about how to do things. Okay. And I would do a real, we would do a really good event, and you know, like in Sedona, you know, first of all, a lot of people can't afford to travel. It's very expensive. No. Yeah. And then we have to charge for it because we're renting a room, and. It's expensive to stay in Sedona. Really expensive. Maybe Las you know, Vegas off season. It's cheap to fly to Las idea. Vegas. I go to all conferences. Or Laughlin. Laughlin is also a good place. You know. Yes, I love Laughlin. Um, Laughlin would be better even. Less, 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 yeah. less, uh, less. Uh, and that's very nice there. I'm just because putting that out there among people. No, it's a good idea. Laughlin can be very cheap. Okay. Stay. And uh, it's not quite as got as much negative energy as Las Vegas. You know? Yes, true. Yeah. It would be fun to get together live, though. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be fancy. I'm just saying, maybe just by just putting among everybody there, I was thinking everybody. I, I I could say that almost everybody on there. I think I I, I would hang out with anybody here because they think <laughs> a lot like that. Yeah, we would hang out with you as well. <laughs> the problem so with the main event is there is pretty positive, right? We're all listening to positive energy and positive. Mm-hmm. Thought. The problem with the live event is that Wynn wouldn't be able to mute me as easily. 
We'd have to move two beds on the stage. I mean, it could be planned a year in advance, or even like you said, I just thought I'd put that out there because uh, mm-hmm. it'd just be kind of cool. Or just a small among us, or just, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just It'd be kind well, of cool. You, thank you. How, ma- how many of you would come to a weekend event if it was going to cost Yay! $300? I would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I think eighty uh, ninety percent of people could so they can get away. Long thing you mentioned yeah. the dollar amount is that in, is that for the event? <laughs> yeah. Say, say that. Say that again. You mentioned the dollar amount. I didn't hear the exact amount, but is that for the event? I mean, it would cost us a couple hundred dollars to travel there. Well, I would try to make it so you could do the whole thing for three hundred dollars. Oh, that would be affordable. And I would try to make the event cheap enough. So um, the thing about it is, I don't think we could afford to lose money on it. So no. um, the problem is that there's uh, people are hard up right now for you know for money and the, the you know inflation. We have to consider that too. That's that's a problem. Well, maybe we'll wait long term. It'll all work out. And let's keep this on the back burner and get... Um, <laughs> hey, the Elohim will make sure... You know what? The God energy makes things happen. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a good That's thought. Right. It sort of does. <laughs> it makes the line things up. I know. I, mean, I, I know. Just say the, the Elohim we could do a once there. Uh, we could do a once-a-year event, you know? Yes. And that would be cool. Sounds interesting. You no. Know, and we'll LL roll together. Mm-hmm. We could, I could donate I maybe 10 bucks a month towards having the cost so that you won't lose money on everybody. Just kick in an extra 10 bucks a month or something. At a, a well, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a number of people that donate 10 bucks a month. Yeah. And not, a, not enough, not enough to, um, to liberate us. Financially, no, but, no, I but know. it's 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 enough. You know, we spend a lot of money every month just to do what we do. Okay, you, you know, no, our, I'm our gonna, my income's better now, so I'm going to donate a little more than it happened. Yeah, our calls on BBS just to be on BBS, we're paying, I think, five hundred dollars a month. Okay, wow, and wow. and. Plus, plus we have all these internet things we pay for every month. I'm going to try get you going in Canada more here. Maybe try other countries. Like I think, very few people call from Canada, but I think, geez, if I mm-hmm. get dozens of people calling, or I don't know. Well, I love well, this beautiful space that we're sharing. There's probably Definitely. people listening that you don't even don't even come on the call. Probably listening to replays and that. Mm. So you're doing a good job. I think it's going to break through. I feel it's going to come through with all the turmoil. On the I wall, it was, well, it's 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 kind it's kind of like all of you people are creating an energy that grounds the energy of our work. 
And um, sooner or later, it's going to bust through and people are going to say, what's going on there? You know? You know, in Sedona, what I learned about Sedona is that it's a beautiful little town. And there's many people here that are into New Age spirituality. And when I first started putting this out, I thought that's where my market was, New Age spirituality. And um, and I was wrong. I mean, it, it is a market, and and um, but another market is people who are disillusioned with religion and yeah. looking for something. And it's kind of like you never know where people come from. The thing about it is... That problem in uh, Santa Barbara, because uh, there were so many things going on in Santa Barbara that uh, I was doing Eckenkar, and there were just so many events, different things. Uh, I know exactly what you're saying. And a lot of New Age events, or a lot of New Age, is corrupted, okay? And... And it becomes spiritual entertainment rather than a spiritual path. And uh, people look, people look for the next event that's going on, the next lecture, the next conference. And this is not like that. This is not spiritual entertainment. It's spiritual tourism, and yeah. So, and and there's there's 50 million, at least 50 million wanderers in this realm that don't know they're wanderers, and they feel like alienated, and it, it's like they're they're spread everywhere. They may never even thought of being searching spiritual stuff. But when they hear the right things, it starts to wake them up, okay? And say, oh, my God, that's me. Because prior to that, they feel like misfits. They feel alienated. I felt like that for a long time. And um, But you can't isolate them as a market. You just have to throw things against the wall that are broad enough that people find it entertaining or find it interesting. And then the wanderers keep coming back. I would say, I would say that all of you keep coming to our calls are, you you all know what a wanderer is? Do you guys all know what a wanderer is? Does anybody know what a wanderer is? Yes. Yes. Who who doesn't know what a wanderer? Who doesn't know what a wanderer is? And it's not a song. Uh, I don't know what a wanderer is. This is Louis Delaus of Bogan. 
previous graduates from the Rock Group. This is a wanderer is the rock the rock group term that I was first exposed to in the Carla Rucker channeling. And the thing that's hard to know... Yeah, let's start it. Okay. Can I mute the phone line? Yeah, what's today's date? It's 3.13. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. The recording has started. This is March 13th, 2022. Welcome to Daylight Savings Time. This is Winfrey and Terry Brown. Terry, are you there? Yes, I am. I hear you. Wonderful. Good work. <coughs> okay. And yes. um, this is this call is called. Sunday morning with the Elohim, or something like that. And we have a live conversation every Sunday with what identifies itself. You notice I say what identifies itself? I say that because I don't want you to believe it until it resonates with you. And Even though I believe it, if I told you to believe it, then we'd be a religion, okay? You don't have to believe this until you experience it for yourself. The Elohim is is a very old group soul that existed before there was a physical universe. And... They were just, I used, I never can say the right words. I call them energy units of awareness. But then somebody says, Lauren always says, but they're not energy. Well, I'm using that word to describe something which is not physicalized. And they're a break off from what they say is the one infinite creator which was the first awareness, the first cause. And we've had many conversations about how the universe started, which are posted on the Spirit Channel. And it's a fascinating series because they never present themselves as exalted. Um, But historically... The word Elohim is the name, one of the names for God in the Old Testament. And the name the Mormons use for God. And they are energy units that can expand and contract. They know the blueprint the universe because they created the original template for it and their idea was not to create something and control it that everything had free will 
and have to come to its own realization. But they can help us gain the realization of who we are. And when we're in this realm, it seems like this is all there is. We have these physical bodies, nothing changes, everything is rigid, and there are negative forces in this realm that are trying to manipulate and control us. The Elohim is an energy that's above all of that, and they have the ability, and we've seen it many times, they have the ability to shift the parameters in this realm. Since they know how the universe evolved, they have the ability to change, it's hard to find the right words here, but I'll try this, to change the frequency of things so something shifts in the physical that looks like a miracle. And those people who are on the calls regularly and some of them have, have had personal miracles and some of them have heard of miraculous things happening on the call. And, um, but it's not like they wave a magic wand because we ask them and there's a miracle. Although when it happens, it can seem that way. But they have a whole bunch of criteria in order to do a miracle. For example, people want miracles of healing. And sometimes they're having a particular physical issue that is from their karma. They have created it. And in order for it to clear, they have to uncreate the pattern that's created it. Otherwise, uh, the Elohim might be able to clear it for a moment, and then it comes back again. So there's a co-creation involved with miracles. And they don't violate free will. So, for example, even the negative has free will to do what they do. And um, one time I asked them, I said, what would happen if we just got rid of all the negative? And wouldn't this realm be happy again? Well, they said, they told me if they did that, it would just come back in a future lifetime and do the same thing again, and perhaps even worse. So the only way around this is to create a big enough movement amongst people that becomes stronger than the negative, where the collective consciousness of the whole planet shifts. One of the things they said is they look at the collective consciousness of Earth as one being. And that depending on the dispensation of that being, 
it allows them to do things and not do things. So when there's a, a, a propensity for um, fear and everyone's following the negative, it's like they become blocked from doing things on their side that we would probably consider very positive. So this is a challenge. And my challenge is, I'm thinking, how do I, how do I make this call more appealing to more people? How, or how do we, we um, tap into the, the, the common man and get his attention. And a lot of things about what we do have been rather sophisticated, okay? And they're, they're too, they, can, they can be too sophisticated for the common man. I mean, I may be wrong, but that's what I think. Uh, um, somehow, it's a matter of dumbing it down <clears throat> and bringing in the sophisticated things a little bit at a time so that people can get on a path of self-evolution and at least recognize that we're doing something like this. And that's the challenge I face. And... And believe me, I think about it all the time. I've got plans to try this and try that, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I realize that one of the reasons, I mean, they chose me. I didn't choose this. I had to choose back. And uh, when, it, when it all first started, I didn't realize they chose me. I thought, Daphne was talented and had this ability to channel. And I just happened to be there. And I didn't have a clue that they were picking me in particular. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel I could handle it or as worthy as this. Or I didn't know what to do. I still don't know what to do. I'm still learning. But, um, you know, well, in the first six months, it was really overwhelming because I'm writing the reincarnation of Edgar Casey. I have a personal relationship. It's knocking me on the shoulder and saying they want to talk to you again. And then I start getting messages in my sleep that I'm writing down. And it was like... I've said this before, it's like being in a science fiction movie. How can this be? How can I be having this experience? And over time I realized that I, I had a lot of talents that made me good for this. Um, I'm, I'm, I can be a good speaker. I can be a good writer. And... I actually don't want followers. I don't want people 
sitting around, adoring me, exalting me, and 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 I don't think of you guys as followers, although it might look that way to somebody that looks at this for the first time. I feel that we have all jumped into something and are having experiences, and on some level, you're getting your experience, and we come together and we co-create our times together. And um, I'm taking a leadership position, not because I want to be a leader, but because I have the abilities to do it. And I did it in previous lifetimes, which I didn't know. I mean, I knew when this started that I was weird. I knew that I had a lot of phenomenal experiences in my life and synchronicities that I just couldn't understand how that could work, you know? And, and, um, and, and I was creating at a very high level, but in a very, what's the word? A very simple level. I mean, particularly, this all happened when I was hitchhiking and playing music. And I had let go of all my anchor points. And and it was scary when I first started doing that. But I was compelled to do it. And I had read a lot of things. I had read a lot of spiritual things. And I had gone to spiritual lectures. And I had seen different talks by gurus. and and But I didn't have the experience of personal phenomena at that time. And and when I started hitchhiking, every day became a phenomena. And it was it was like I couldn't believe it. But I didn't know how to stop traveling. I didn't know how to anchor it. And so I was addicted to traveling. And I mean, there were certain good things about it because I was ending up having girlfriends in different cities and my music was inspiring people. And I got better and better at writing songs and I was trying to put these phenomenal experiences into the songs I was writing because I said, I want people to know about this. And, um, and then... This whole thing with the Elohim came in, and I started to understand why that was happening and how that worked, and ask them questions about it, about how synchronicities work. And now, I don't have to do that to stay above the waterline. Um, Terry and I at this point, and even for us it wasn't at this point, but it's at this point, we can stay home and work on projects and create things to put into the world that keep us above this realm, okay? 
we're creating above this realm. We're creating an energy above this realm which has the potential to bring heaven to earth. The earth can, if enough people on our planet could lift above the anchor points of this realm, things would shift on the planet. And even lifting, when I say lifting above the anchor points, you still need to take care of yourself on the physical level. You're a spirit and a soul in a body. And we don't remember that. We have to discover it. It's not in the curriculum <laughs> anywhere. So, but the way it really works is that if you're a wanderer, you chose to come into this realm. You know, when you're on the other side, or in the astral, which most people go to, you can go higher, uh, it's like the universe is a playground. You say, well, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And many people chose to come to Earth. They could go to another planet that was easier than this one. This is one of the most challenging planets to be on. And we have this beautiful planet. I mean, it is really beautiful. If you've ever traveled, and, and, and I remember when I was younger, I would travel and I still remember being in, uh, in Yellowstone and, um, oh, I forget, uh, there's a mountain range in the Northwest that is just, you know, when I was driving through it, I was like so expanded of the beauty of everything and the energy of it. But you get into the physical realm and dealing with other humans, and humans are preoccupied totally, not all humans, but a lot of majority of humans are preoccupied with making their lives comfortable in this realm. And they don't even uh, consider searching beyond that because that can be such a challenging thing in of itself, making ends meet, being prosperous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's nothing wrong with all those things uh, at all. But if you're not anchored in the higher aspects of everything, you just keep repeating that, and eventually it gets boring. You don't... I mean, these people that have the ability to make everything happen around them, that have a lot of money, that people all capitulate to them. You know, at first you think, mm, this is what I always wanted. And, uh, and you keep playing that game until it becomes boring. And, you know, unless there's co-creation... 
just controlling everything around you and everyone becomes boring. It's like co-creation means you're with another person and you don't know what's going to happen next. These calls we do are co-creative. I don't know what I'm going to say next. You are all giving your energy. You don't know what's going to happen next. And before you know it, we're talking to the Elohim, and they don't know what's going to happen next. And, you know, they're depending on my question. And there's an energy on the call that you start to feel and say, I really like this energy. What is that? And that's the energy of you freeing yourself from the lower dimensions and accessing the vibrations of the higher dimensions. And in the higher dimensions, or I should say in the highest of dimensions, there is no negativity. There is everyone knows they're part of each other and part of the one infinite creator. And they recognize that. You can't deceive anybody because everyone sees through it immediately. It doesn't work that way in this, this realm. So these calls are a learning experience for all of us, including me, of how to access those energies. And, you know, when we first started, it was not so easy. It's not just about channeling and getting messages. When we first started, Terry would channel, and she didn't even remember what she said. And she was really spacey. And it was, how do I work with this, you know? Now she really knows when we started doing the spirit channel, not the spirit channel, the whole planet healing, which we do every night, and Bonnie reads little excerpts, little excerpts from our channeling, and Terry says, wow, did I say that? And, and now she really appreciates the value of what she's doing. She's been appreciating it for quite some time. But it took years to do that. And I didn't know, how do you put this out into the world when the person who's doing it doesn't know what they're doing? Terry, are you there? Hello, Terry. I'm here. Yes. Am I describing that accurately, would you say? Well... It's like I do a channeling and I think, well, I think back over it and I think, well, I think they had some kind of a positive point there, but I just didn't want to re-listen or I didn't want to go back and type it or transcribe it or anything. I just wanted to move on to the next thing. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I I can really appreciate now that Bonnie's reading these things 
the significance of some of the things that they're bringing through. It's, now um, we've known we we've known each other for a lot of years, right? Oh and yeah, about forty years or more. Terry, Terry, Terry was really dedicated to me. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I'd be alive if it wasn't for Terry. Um, I don't know if she'd be alive if it wasn't for me at this point. Right, <laughs> I know. But, but I always thought she was a bit of a nutcase because she would see spirit forms. <laughs> she would right. be sensitive to all, all these things. But I didn't know how to validate that it was really happening. So I endured it. And now I get the big picture of who Terry really is. And of course, from my perspective, I was a guy that was trying to figure out how to survive in this realm, who did not want to do regular things. Didn't, I couldn't handle a career. I had developed loads of talents that all could have turned into a career and that I made money at. Even when I was young, when I, when I was, when I was like 13 or 14 years old, I remember looking at a radio and I said, I want to learn how this works. How can this thing put out voices like this? And I bought a book on radios, and I studied it. And and then I learned how it worked, or at least as much as I could understand. And then I became a ham radio operator, and I started building my own transmitters. And um, after school, after high school, that's all I thought about. And it was exciting to come home from school and talk to people all over the world. Turn on my transmitter, and suddenly I'm talking to somebody in Russia, in in Europe. It doesn't matter. And um, you know, we don't have anything to talk about, but it was just exciting to be able to communicate those long distances, and um, we'd find something to talk about. And I learned Morse code, and I would be talking in Morse code. And then I got a commercial radio license, and I worked in TV stations. When I was in college, I would come back to Philadelphia and work in TV stations. And it was a really good job. It was getting paid extraordinary amount of money at the time. I was in the union, and I thought, well, this is supposed to be my career because I... um. I am good at it, and I did. I did have my first synchronicity working at one of those stations, and what happened was, I was. It was the educational station in Philadelphia, WHYY, and they had a radio station as well as a TV station, you know, public broadcasting, PBS. And I was, they always had to hire people for the summer because in those days, 
things were not automated. And everything had to be done manually. Like if there was a station break, for example, there would be a guy who would be the director of the station break. And they had to roll the VCR 10 seconds before to let it warm up. And so he would be directing it. Um, roll the VCR. Punch it. And there was another guy that was punching buttons. And I was doing audio, okay? And so when the VCR thing came up, I had to turn the volume up. And then I'd have to turn it down. And then there'd be an announcement, and I'd have to turn that up and turn it down. And, you know, you have to be really on the ball to do that. If you made a mistake, it would go over to 100,000 people or however many people were watching. And uh, and if you made a mistake on a commercial, they'd have to refund the commercial. So it was a very intense job. And, and um, one time I was working at the radio station for this this company and they were playing a Gilbert and Sullivan opera and it was on discs you know um, I forget what you call it it's been so long what do you call records it was like two records side one side two side three side four and I used to be a little bit arrogant or not arrogant, but I'd sit there with my feet on the desk. I'd call somebody up. I'd say, are you, are you listening? Here, I'll turn the volume up a little. And it was like a sense of power to turn the volume up for everyone that was listening everywhere in Philadelphia. And so I was playing this Gilbert and Sullivan opera, and I'm supposed to go from side one to side two, and um, and um, I got a phone call from a listener saying, you know, they're out of order. And I looked down, and I was sloppy. Instead of playing side two, I was playing side three, and they were out of order. And And I put side two... There were two turntables, and I put side two on the other turntable, and I put the needle about as far in as it was on the, the one where I was playing the wrong thing, and then I turned one down and turned the other up, so it suddenly lost the track of the one side and went to the correct side and continued. And I got bowled out for it. I mean, that was like a really sloppy mistake. And so the following week, there was another Gilbert and Sullivan opera. And I, I said, I'm telling the story because it's the first time I had. I'm calling it a synchronicity. It could have been a coincidence, but it was like so impossible that I don't think it was a coincidence. And I still don't understand why it happened. But I remember being extraordinarily careful 
I looked at, there were two turntables. I looked at one, and it said side one. I looked at the second one. It said side two. And then a couple minutes later, I looked again. Okay, this is still side one. This is as if I was scared they were going to flip over. (laughs) I'd make the same mistake because I could have gotten fired if I did it two times in a row. So I'm playing side two. And I get a phone call from the same person that called the week before that told me they're out of order. And I told him, no, 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 it's side two. And I looked at it and it was still side two. All right. He said, no, I'm aware of this, this, this opera. And, um, then I got the script and I started following it. And sure enough, he was right. I was playing side three and the records were mislabeled. (laughs) I don't remember any time in my life that I had records that had the wrong label on them or they were mixed up. But they were mixed up, and how could that be? How How could one week I made a mistake and the next week the labels were mixed up? And I said to myself, how, how did that happen? And uh, I didn't get in trouble because they were mixed up. And I wondered, and the thought crossed my mind, maybe I was putting so much attention on this that I changed the quantum field and the record labels reversed themselves. Someday I'll ask a question about it to our sources. And... Um, but that was my first phenomenon. I'm calling it a phenomenon. And it could have been a coincidence, but I'm calling it a phenomenon because it was so unlikely. And, um, and that was the beginning of my understanding of phenomena and how things can shift that are impossible. I mean, it would have been impossible. And it could have been a mistake, could have been a coincidence, but I couldn't dismiss it as a coincidence at that point. But in any case, let's get into what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, Last week, we were talking about ambient influences that affect humans. The last two weeks, we were talking about walk-ins, we were talking about attachments, We're talking about belief patterns, things that keep one from being in their own free will space. And we've all had to deal with this. We've all had forces influencing us. And then AI, where they try to program you and... um, I mean, I read something where they're creating a, a voice that you can hear and that they, they they make people think that God's talking to them and they're projecting a voice into their brain. And um, those of us that are trying to free ourselves and are on, on a path of freeing ourselves, it's good to understand these things, to see where you may be influenced 
and what our sources say about how to get above that influence. And we did that last week and the week before. It was a big topic. And if if you didn't hear those calls, you can go on the Spirit Channel and listen to them. Thespiritchannel.net. And uh, it's our Sunday call for the past two weeks. And we have the archives of all of our calls on the Spirit Channel, spiritchannel.net. And now, this week, we have talked in the past about what's normally called the Christ Consciousness. And the Christ Consciousness, as we have learned, or as they have told us, we don't have to believe this, but this is what they said, and I'm, it makes sense because it's part of the flow of all kinds of information. It's connected with a matrix in the sixth dimension. We're in the third dimension. The sixth dimension is the dimension where dualities are resolved and um, you're beyond duality. And it's a dimension of unconditional love. And the Ra group is anchored in that dimension. And the Ra group, and I'm not saying to believe this, I'm just telling you the information that's come through. The Ra group is in ministrates, and I'm not sure administrates is the right word, that matrix. And the Ra group was working with Jesus to bring that matrix energy of unconditional love into this realm. And it, it was called the Christ Consciousness. And Jesus didn't own it. I mean, theoretically, anyone could have accessed it. But most people may have accessed it accidentally or not defining it and experienced that. But Jesus was part of a plan to bring that consciousness into our planet and override some of the neg negative control things that were here. I mean, there have been ET influences and then all kinds of things up to Jesus. And the first time I had a hint of all this was when I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey, And there was a statement in there from the Ra group, and David Wilcock believed he was channeling the Ra group. And whoever he was channeling was wise far beyond Wilcock. I mean, I couldn't believe when I read his channelings and as I got to know him, he was so far removed 
from the wisdom in those channelings. And if you haven't read that book, I do recommend it. Half the book are his channelings at the time. And, uh, and somebody on Amazon made the comment, some of the most lucid and loving spiritual advice wisdom I have ever read. And in one of Wilcox's channelings, they made the comment, we came to you in our religion, mainly Christianity, but we don't speak in those terms much anymore because of the way the religion screwed it up. And when I came to that and I read that, you know, I said, this is the most far-out thing I've ever heard. Is this true? I don't know. And I don't believe channelings just because they say it, but I take them under serious consideration. But I don't want to tell you all the things I went through, but over the next few years, I became convinced that it was true, that in some way the rock group was connected to Christianity. And one of the things that um, I thought about was the two people I knew who were channeling Ra were both Christians. One of them was Edgar Casey. One of them was Carla Rucker. And I told this story before, and I don't want to tell it all again, but I became convinced the rock group was connected to Christianity. And a couple of months ago, we had a conversation with the rock group about their experience on Venus. And if you study the rock group and Carla Rucker, they were part of the planet of Venus some hundreds of thousands of years ago. And Venus went through a shift similar to what our planet's going through right now. And 20% of the population graduated and became the Ra group. And they said through Carla Rucker that they had a group soul on Venus that was doing the same thing that they're doing with us and that was bringing in the Christ energy. And they explained it. They said, you know, we had missionaries. We were, I don't know if they said it was religious, but they would even travel to other planets trying to bring this energy in. And we're bringing that energy in on our calls. And it's a little mysterious because we just go through this call and people get more loving. If anyone on BBS is listening, and if you heard everybody say hello to each other, you can feel the openness they have to each other. And it's because we have met here at a level where we get a reflection of the highest aspect of ourselves. You know, people are hungry for a reflection. 
Why is it that personal relationships can be so important? Because in a personal relationship, if you find a really good one, you end up getting a reflection of your soul back to you. Most often that does not happen. It's a lower level of reflection. People come together because of security, because of sex, because of numerous reasons, and and oftentimes because they want a family. And but when all those things are taken away, they lose the reflection. And on this on these calls, because of our sources, we are getting a reflection that really connects with us at a soul level. And it doesn't go away. You keep coming back, and it's there. It's like, I'm not trying to entertain people. When we first started doing stuff, I felt like I had to entertain people. I had to be the center of attention. And I am being the center of attention, obviously. I'm talking, but I'm not doing it in an entertaining way. I'm just making it up as I go, speaking from my experience. But these energies come through while I'm talking. And I'm not doing it. It just happens. And then we talk to our sources, and they explain it more, and we get a handle on how the Christ energy works. And I thought I would use that. I think that's one of the most important things we do, and I thought I would talk to them today, and perhaps the Ra group will come in, because they, they're the ones administrating it. And um, is that okay with you, Terry? Okay. Are you there, Terry? Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Have you? Are you muting yourself? Yes. Okay. So let's get started. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, 
to join with us. We create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Uh, we greet you in the love side of the one infinite creator. This is Fa'an, and we are an aspect of the Elohim and an aspect of the robbery. And we have listened carefully to your dissertation about um, what we are. And we um, do not uh, look at ourselves as the energy that you might feel when you listen to the call. That is something that we send. Uh, however, it is not us. Um, we are not simply a bunch of frequencies moving through the air. That is not us. We are so much more. Um, if we ever see anything that doesn't make total sense to you, disregard it. Uh, we are only here to assist uh, wherever that is possible. We don't look at ourselves as uh, God. Uh, that is the one infinite creator, which, again, is not an energy home. Um, but is the something that emanates from the void. Do you have questions? Well, when we have these energies that we experience, do they come as a result of the chemistry of your interaction with us in some way? It has yes. to be something like that. Yes. We uh, send, essentially, we send a thought form out. And the thought form intersects with your uh, third density matrix and creates a reaction. It creates light. It creates... Um, something that you can feel, a signal you can feel. So it's something which is inherent in the matrix of the universe, not that you're intentionally sending energy. Well, if we intentionally send energy, it is something we are sending it does not mean that we are energy. We are the uh, centers of um, information. We are the centers of light. It creates energy in your matrix that you can feel. And am I talking to the Elohim now or the Ra group or are you both joining in on these? Yes, yeah, we are 
we are working together to bring your answers. Mm -hmm. Now, the Christ energy is a specific component of the energy that comes in as a result of the raw group's interaction with us. The Christ energy, the, the Christ energy is um, a bodies of harmonizing energies um, that is in the process of um, harmonizing components so that they uh, can be uh, sent and experienced. Mm-hmm. Now, the raw group, at least part of the raw group, is in the sixth density. That is correct. And the Christ energy is in the sixth density. It can span. It can span the fourth, fifth, sixth. Mm-hmm. It is so like a step-down transformer that can bring it to your density. When it's in the fourth density, which is what we commonly refer to as the astral, which is the next density of human evolution when you graduate from the third density, do the the beings in the fourth density recognize and acknowledge the Christ energy? Not everyone. The uh, service to self Individuals do not recognize the Christ energy or uh, harmonize with it. Yet you have some service to self-individuals that have made their way to the fourth density. mm -hmm. And I would assume the service to self-beings would attempt to control that density or the beings in it. It is their nature to attempt to control whatever they come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe most of the people that come to our calls regularly are having an experience of this Christ energy. And it's hard to put your finger on because it's just there. And um, and that it's because we are connecting. And you can confirm this. It's because we made a connection with the, the raw group that allows that energy to 
be prevalent on the call. It is much wider than just being a simply a part of the um, Diva group. Uh, it is uh, much broader. Uh, it is something that we are part of. You are a part of. It is available to all who uh, wish to experience it, to uh, enact it, to take advantage of it, and live it. And, and there have been a number of evolved beings on this planet who were service to others that discovered this energy without necessarily calling it the Christ energy. Am I correct on that? Yes, you're correct. And when somebody starts to have the idea of we're all one and having love, unconditional love, for beings, um, they could very easily tap into this energy. Yes? They would be uh, tapping into the potential for um, the uh, connecting in a way, uh, in the most optimum way, uh, it is um, expressing this inner, uh, this way of living is uh, like um, uh, being able to apply the uh, DW40 oil to your life to uh, unlock things and make them go easier. Mm-hmm. Now, when someone has experienced this energy on our call, at least at the beginning of that experience, they'll go back to their normal life and they'll lose track of it. And they have to... They may or may not. They may or may not. But some people will come back to the call and it renews this. I mean, I remember there was a teacher that I had years ago, that when I would sit through their lectures, this energy would come in, and I would feel it, and I would transform myself, and I'd feel my depression go away, I'd feel my muscles relax, and I'd feel this glowing feeling all around me, and I would go home, and oftentimes I would write a song out of that energy. I'm calling it an energy, and I, I don't know what else to call it. There is an energy of love and acceptance that is very contagious yeah. when you have someone who knows how to live it. But I couldn't hold that energy. I could hold it for maybe two or three days, and then I'd go back to the patterns of depression and unworthiness and uh, all the other things that were in my lower nature. And 
if somebody is having that kind of experience with regards to our calls, I know they're thinking, how do I bring this into my life on a regular basis as opposed to just having to come to these calls and experiencing that energy? What would you tell someone It is a contagious way of living, and if you surround yourself by people that express this, it will keep renewing and will keep building. Um, the uh, Some of the situations that you experience in the world is in the antithesis, antithesis of this. And um, mm-hmm. and bring the person down and into the lower emotion bands of grief and hopelessness. Um, as soon as these scenarios, the negative scenarios, are played out. I mean, I see people, even in our group. who lose this connection and go into despair. And they start to think, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, And it seems like they've got overwhelming challenges in this realm that keep them from having that experience. The challenges can get overwhelming, particularly uh, in an um, environment that is expressing such negativity and is applying it to the everyday life of people and not making things easier. And uh, the news uh, itself doesn't help. So... Um, if an individual listens to the news, generally they may feel that things are hopeless. So um, if one wishes to bring oneself out of it, they can uh, listen to replays of some of the calls that uh, we have um, uh, achieved with you that, that can bring one up. Um, one can listen to music or can do activities which uh, are encouraging and supportive uh, to bring oneself up uh, out of the uh, depressions uh, and can keep lifting oneself and um, if something is uh, really, really negative, uh, can uh, stay away from it as much as uh, they can. How does the rod rope experience the Christ energy since they're in the middle of it? There is a way of life that we can move into 
It is a band of energy that is there and reaffirmed for us that we can set our, our frequencies in conjunction with and uh, can uh, ride with it. Now, at different times, when you've spoken of the Christ energy, it it seemed like it was a part of the matrix of the universe in the sixth dimension. We have set a, you might call a sound room, that uh, can replay the frequencies uh, and and, uh, keep the beacon going. Is that that's the raw group thing, then, correct? It, yes. Mm-hmm. And it is a frequency band that we have uh, sought to magnify that uh, can be as a, a beacon that individuals can reset themselves to when they have become uh, um, bounced out of the encouraging, hopeful, um, loving, uh, creative frequencies. Now, is there anything, I don't know, at other times when the Christ consciousness was talked about, it sounded like there were there was a consciousness in it, like beings that were it part does of it. Have a, it does have a consciousness, and beings do, um, uh, conscious beings live in that consciousness of the Christ energy not only on your side of the veil, but on our side of the veil. Mm-hmm. And are they, can they be volitional? Can they make choices? Definitely. So the, the, Christ consci- the, the Christ consciousness is a loving awareness, a loving um a lovingness, uh, a, a way of being, and and one can write and and um, create their life using uh, that as a basis for uh, proceeding in their life. Mm-hmm. In other words, they can uh, carry on in a loving way, uh, and they can. Uh, 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 reject a life where they are uh, seeking retribution and uh, seeking gain all the time at the expense of another. Now, humans oftentimes have patterns that are very much associated 
as being in this realm or being in a physical body. Okay? The physical body it is, is a it is a um play that one can work with uh, how to um fulfill the needs that they themselves have and they themselves are the source of their creation so uh, they need to pay attention to um the ability to survive and uh to uh, uh, move forward in the physical realm and still learn to uh balance the Christ consciousness energies and work it into their overall patterns. Mm-hmm. Well, some people, for example, when they go on a spiritual path, suppress. Let me put it this way. The Christ consciousness is sixth density, and it may not include wisdom. It It is included wisdom. There is... In, well, if an individual is service to self and they are totally um, living their life uh, as service to self, they can still be at the lower levels of the sixth density, but it is not very successful a life for them. As they need to be service uh, to others um, and and take into account others uh, or uh, their um, their patterns of living will have a fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have objected to the raw material as it has come through Carla. Yes. Because it was saying, let me see if I can get this right, the law of one does not make a preference for service to self and service to others, that it's all part of one infinite creator. Yes. And And the the one infinite creator does not blink uh, in service to self individuals as they move through the universe. They, They are able to do that. However, it does not mean that these individuals are correct or they they will have the best ultimate survival. They are obtaining wealth of experience for uh, the one infinite creator and uh, how um, things, some of these things can be how things fall apart 
when you are out for yourself alone and um, you aren't taking into consideration the others that you're taking advantage of and that the others that you're taking advantage of uh, do not wish to support you totally uh, because they, you, you have not considered their welfare. So it, it uh, contains within the service to self the seeds of its own destruction. Mm-hmm. So the one infinite creator doesn't blink. It has to let all beings go through their path and fulfill their what they think is best for them. Obviously, service to self is thinking that's the best way to go. Yes. And, Eventually, uh, all beings learn the lesson. Some learn them very much slower than others. Mm-hmm. Slower can be millions of years, right? Yes, yes. And a service to self-being, no matter where they are in the matrix, and as, as we have learned, service to self can exist in the fourth density and the fifth density. And to a very and minor... And the lower levels of the six, very minor, yes. Yeah. And that no matter where they are in the matrix, they can switch and go to service to others. Because the reason, and, and, and I'll say this and you can confirm it, the reason the highest of levels doesn't include service to other service to self. Self. Yeah, doesn't include it, is because in those levels, you can't be in that level without seeing that everyone is part of you. You're all part well, of each other. When you were when you were in that level, everyone in that level can see where you are coming from. You cannot hide anymore when you get into that level. Uh, for instance, you cannot be in uh, service to self, and um, it is very hard to have all your chakras open because you are trying to keep uh, the detrimental things you're trying to do to somebody else quiet. And, and so you're inhibiting your own self, your own actions, your own progress. And you are holding yourself back. We can see in this realm that the service to self works overtime to deceive everybody about their agendas. And they try to make it look like they're they're here to help us. Yes. um, they steal a service to other helpful identity, which they don't really have. Mm-hmm. They're so, at odds with their own beingness. Mm-hmm. On some level, they have to creates... withhold 
some of their own uh, creativity mm-hmm. and their own beingness to be able to deceive. Mm-hmm. And each of us individually need to be aware of people that are like that. I mean, they don't have to be the Illuminati or the Cabal. They can be your next-door neighbor. And Yes, uh, they can be your maid. They can be your maid. And they can be running a service self-agenda. And usually, they will try to have some attempt at making you dependent on them. And make you yes, think so you that you can give them energy. Mm-hmm. But they make it appear as if they're doing it for you. Yes. So and they can you even make have... you wrong for not going with it. I mean, it's amazing how successful they can be and how people will fall for it. And uh, when you fall for it, when you become under, shall we say, the spell of a service to self-being, you're damaging your own evolution, I would think. Could we say that? It can can hinder you. Yeah. We would like to soon switch over to um, the healing list. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me see what time is it now. Oh, yeah. It's 11.39. Okay. And just if anyone's listening on BBS, every Sunday we have a healing list. And if you want to be on that list, you go to invalight.intelligent-infinity.com. Invalight. Dot or period intelligent dash or hyphen infinity. Dot com. And it comes up to a form where you can um, fill out. And Asija is going through that form. And our sources will make a comment to you. Yes, and we would like to... um if you have something to put in the light, then uh, remember that for the next week because we would like to cut off at this point uh, entries into the list. Yes. To keep on our time schedule. Or, or if you put it on now, it won't come up until next week, okay? But um, some people have had miraculous transformations about something as a result of going on this list. And uh, at a minimum, they'll get some very helpful counsel. And in a maximum, 
they might have what looks like a miracle. And so, hey, participate if it resonates, okay? And the reason people can have miracles is because when the energy is right, there's the potential to get help in transforming, and I use the word frequencies or the patterns in your body that are creating a, a health issue. Am I correct in that? Grace has the ability to change some of that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Elohim and Ra, us, we have the ability to uh, clear the way for uh, some changes. Thank you. But it has to be... A person has to be able to accept it. If mm-hmm. the individual uh, is hanging on to the pattern, then um, it, 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 we have to grant free will for them to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. There is such a thing as uh, when an individual, let's say he's a multiple personality person, and one of the personalities comes through and has diabetes, and another personality comes through and does not have diabetes. So the patterns that the individual is um, living according uh, will uh, create some of these um, difficulties and diseases. And, and if an individual goes to a doctor and the doctor says, I'm sorry, you're terminal, and the individual then believes Then if it, the individual believes it and uh, uh, does not feel able to change because of it, then that will make it true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do believe when Terry was on the verge of dying. The doctors were all saying there's no way she's going to live. But then Terry was thinking, if I die, when is going to be mad at me? <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I better not. <laughs> and her doctor, she still calls her doctor every six months to check. And her her issue which was stage four lymphoma, is under perfect control at this point. And so, Cija, are you there? I am here. Okay. Now, I just, I want to point something out to people just before I turn it over to you. I'm going to take a quick break while you're doing that. Okay. Okay, good. Um, You might notice that as you listen to this call, and particularly people on BBS who, who may be tuning in for the first time, uh, the people who are, are regulars are used to this. But there's a time shift that happens. And two hours can seem like a long time 
And you get on the call, and it's kind of like you're on a train. And suddenly, you get to the end of the call, and the time passed really quickly. Now, I believe that happens because we are, when we're on the call and we're talking to them, in the dimension they're in, time moves incredibly fast compared to the way time moves in our dimension. And so I don't think we're anywhere close to moving as fast as they move, but there is this experience of time moving faster. And you're in the moment, and I go from one question to the next to the next, but at the same time, the time between everything is moving fast. And it's not like we're trying to entertain you. It's, 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 it's a product of the combining of energies of different realms that causes time to move fast. And it's an indication that you are moving into a higher dimension in your own consciousness during the call. And let's see, Terry, are you back yet? No. I'm back. And it's a very... Okay, you're back. Okay. It's a very interesting phenomenon. And it's one indication of what we're doing is working, that you can notice that in almost all of the calls, there is a time shift. And... And that's an indication. You know, each, you know, there's eight dimensions in the universe. And as you go higher in each one, as you go higher from third dimension to fourth dimension to fifth to sixth to seventh to eighth, there's a time shift. Now, when you're in that dimension, you don't necessarily notice the time moving differently. But when you're comparing it to this dimension, you see the difference. We can see the difference. And it's just a, a validation of the work we're doing. And I'm turning it over to see Janelle, and she's going to go through the healing list. And thank you for doing this every Sunday, see Thank you. I'd like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, each and every person listening to the call, listening to the replay, each person that's a subject of the healing list, and reading a transcript. John from Las Vegas. Please help people in positions of power to become positive, service to others, to honor the law of one, and to have integrity, ethics, 
wisdom and courage so that they will adopt the Christ consciousness, honour truth, justice and freedom for the American people and the entire world. I ask that the global economy will improve. Please surround cryptocurrencies in the love light for privacy, for worldwide adoption and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help cryptocurrencies to be more accessible and easy for people to understand and use. Thank you. Thank you. We do uh, put forth the um, impetus for world leaders to um, be of, um, to have in mind the highest good of the people uh, and the, uh, the other leaders uh, maybe uh, voted out or uh, recognized for uh, what activities they are engaging in. Thank you. Thank you. Echna from Snohomish. Thank you, dear sources, for all you do for me, my family, and all the people and souls in the universe. I would like to give a special thanks to Grace for working with me regarding new career directions. I am looking forward to a to career changes that are available for me, which will allow me to enjoy what I do and at the same time be able to use it to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Also, continuing to put Eric, Kim and Franz into the light for protection, healing and guidance. Much love. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. Is, um, we, put, we send love and light and healing uh, to Eric. Uh, and uh, with Franz, we see that he really gets the message and it brightens him up. Um, and we uh, encompass uh, the very large um, area of expansion you are seeking uh, to step into and send it uh, positivity. Thank you. Thank you. Joy from Squim, Washington. Dear, dear friends, my friend Bob Brownbridge of Squim, Washington asks for me to put him in the light for assistance with his balance and stomach pain with love, love, love. Thank you. Thank you. Would you read his name one more time? Bob Brownbridge. Thank you. We take a moment.
Hare. Thank you. Ye have sent um, comfort and healing. Thank you. Thank you. Bonnie from Corona, California. Love light to family and friends in all realms. Love light to Russia and Ukraine for the resolution of conflict for the greatest good of all. Love light to the southern border and to the vulnerable women and children who are targets of human trafficking. Love light to Fukushima and the transmutation of radioactive waste, materials poisoning the environment. Love light to Linda J. Cox, Linda Baycox of Orange County, California, who has passed recently. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as you have uh, put these things uh, in, in the spotlight, we have uh, access to that and work with them. Thank you. Thank you. Joy T from Issaquah. Very quiet and it is blissful. It is there before I know it is approaching. It is like it makes me unconscious. Then after I'm a bit more conscious, I rapidly feel jerking in my body. Is the jerking caused by the technology in me? What do I have to do to stop the negative from doing this? Do I have to say out loud before meditating, negative, do not disturb me? Sorry, Naga. What do I have to do to stop the Naga from doing this? Do I have to say out loud before meditating, Naga, do not disturb me? Is an invocation before meditation the solution? And why is this happening? Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> when you have an aspect of your um, matrix that is a, mm, not native to your own matrix, and it is attempting to exit, there can be a jerking. And so when the jerking occurs, pay very close attention and see if there has been an, um, an aspect in your matrix that has left. This uh, I am Ra. Um, thank you. Thank you. Sean Ryan from Vancouver. We're going to believe in BBS in a moment. Thanks, Hive. We'd like to say goodbye to everyone on BBS Radio. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to your energies next week.
And let me make a, a mention, and that is, um, you know, if you go to the spiritchannel.net, at the bottom of the page, there's a donate button. And, and we owe money to BBS right now. And if you're enjoying our work and you appreciate what we're doing and would like to give it support so we can keep enduring and reach more people, please go there and make a donation. Uh, the spiritchannel.net. The spiritchannel.net. And back to you, CJ. Thank you. Sean Ryan from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Healing request for my skin issues and anxiety, please. Thank you as always. Thank you. Thank you. There is a <clears throat> toxic... Um, Elements in your body, metals, that are seeking to exit however they can and are affecting skin, your skin. Um, drink plenty of water um, and have fiber to, to um, get your elimination processes up uh, and that can help um, detoxification. Uh, you uh, you could, for instance, get a hair analysis and to uh, help uh, with a nutritionist to evaluate things that you might be able to do further. Thank you. Thank you. Joy from Squim, Washington. Dear, dear friends, my friend Jennifer Brody of Squim, Washington, asked me to put her on the healing list as she is experiencing very high blood pressure after taking a thyroid medication, which she has since stopped taking, I have recommended that she seeks medical attention as soon as possible. Thank you for any assistance or suggestions you can provide for her with love, love, love. Thank you. Thank you. One of the things is uh, to work with her to see that uh, her hydration level, that she is hydrated enough. Um, other than that, we see that the toxins in what she is taking uh, is having an effect also, and an effect on the operation of her elimination system. Uh, we uh, 
sent hearing the uh, this may uh, be found out how to best help her with uh, proper medical care. In the meantime, thank you. Thank you. Michael Adler from San Diego. Thank you for your attention to this. I'm very grateful to experience this connection. Yesterday, I spent four hours in close proximity to a friend who is triple vaxxed, helping her with her computer. I wasn't feeling all that well afterwards. And I would like to know if this could be from the shed spike protein. And if so, what is the best way to handle this? I do take ivermectin twice per week. Also, I noticed that my blood sugar readings are also going up. Can you advise what is the emotional aspect of this and how I best resolve this? Thank you for your light and your healing, and I send blessings to all. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we search your area and see uh, areas, perhaps by the beach, or areas where you can um, get some very good fresh air, uh, be in the outdoors um, as long as there's uh, chemtrails. Uh, have some very pure water uh, to help clear your body of these um, remnants of um, the vaccine. Thank you. Sija from England. Thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us, for sending your loving energy in support of all people who are service to others. I put into the love light all of my previous prayer requests that are important for the highest good. Thank you for our new legal system that is transparent, that upholds truth, justice and integrity, and for the successful outcomes of those seeking legal redress. The loving energy that is surrounding and protecting and healing the children, I thank you for it all with much love. Thank you. Thank you. We have reaffirmed these things that you have put into light to send love and light for their uh, implementation. Thank you. Thank you. Alan from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Thank you for your continued love and support. I am so grateful for the witness to observe and be part of the love light you have caused to be in the lives of so many. My request 
is to place Colson into the love light. Colson's body is continually wrecked by spasms that last up to over four hours, whereupon his body is locked. His mother, who is at her wit's end, is descending, is deciding to allow a chip to be placed into his brain, connected to a TENS device. My prayer and intention are that other, less drastic solution be found as I now place him in the love light without violating his free will. He truly is a remarkable kid and takes each day as it comes, pain and all, with love and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, There are um, memos that can be uh, given uh, to ease some of the effects of the um, seizure like activity or the convulsions. Um, um, it, a search of uh, the um, internet on um, the uh, minerals that have been used in successful treatment of um, Bell's palsy and Parkinson's disease. Uh, and then see what doctors know of of those um, minerals that have helped and getting in touch with one of those doctors that has successfully treated such disease in your area could help. Thank you. Ken Stockler from Ontario, Canada. Can you give my stepfather, Paul Sider, in Toronto healing energy with his lung issues? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. We take a moment and we see what frequencies are needed and we send those frequencies to him. Thank you. Thank you. That's the last one on the list. So thank you, Terry. Thank you, our sources. Thank you, Wynn. Thank you, Hive. Thank you to everyone on the call. Much love to you all. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank, Thank you very you, much, Terry. Teacher. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you, Ben, Terry, and our sources, and everyone here. I'd love you all. And happy Sunday. Thank you from Seattle. Thank you, Cecil. All participants are unmuted. Have a great day, Thank everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Don. Thanks to all the volunteers. Thank you. Love to you all.
Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. 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 Thank